discretion is advised as we cover many an insane movie and numerous cult TV phenomenons. Now, are you ready to get jacked up? Are you with us? Then listen on. I have with me colleague and pal and movie maker Mitch McLeod and I have voices from the balcony uh, head blogger uh, Jim Morazzini how are you two <laughs> I am doing good I am doing very good yeah, glad, to, glad to be on the show yes yes thanks for inviting us all right we are all big horror fanatics <laughs> you can see from the wishmaster icon I posted here for the group chat it's like <laughs> let's I'm going to let each of you just pick five essential horror films. It's like, and that's not the same as best of the best. Just ones is like, you got to see at least once. It just influenced so much style and love of the genre. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Cause Mitch, he likes experimental and Jim, you, you've done so many unusual indies where you're like, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> so I just figured it's like, put your heads together and let's come up with a, wacky unusual list <laughs> oh this will be an unusual list <laughs> well, let's hear it oh i was gonna let you go first but i will gladly go first um as i was saying while we we're waiting for you uh top of the list uh for a current film the color out of space nice I haven't seen it yet Ah. Uh, and big... what's this one about that's the hp lovecraft one uh Ooh. Okay. Yes. All by ourselves, Lovecraft. We don't like the person, but we like yeah. <laughs> the stuff he does. <laughs> uh, <Okay>. Yeah. But <laughs> I couldn't help myself. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Uh, he, 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 even apart from uh, his his uh, racial, yeah, his uh, <laughs> he was he he was just a freak, anyways. But that's besides the point. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. This is terror. <laughs> no this is this is the one uh robert stanley's uh uh richard stanley excuse me his big comeback film oh. after like 20 years and yes a meteor lands on uh nick cage's llama farm and starts mutating people i thought a bunch of meteors hit nick cage in general <laughs> he goes These places he's no one ever knows <laughs> He, he yes. abuses people. He runs around places. He asks people how to get burned, and then he <laughs> <laughs> and then he stops people from nuking San Francisco. All of the days work. So yes, he also races cars. Last I heard, but I could Did be wrong. I I didn't hear that. Gone in sixty seconds. I'm just joking around. Oh, I'm okay. Surprised. I'm surprised he has not taken over the Fast and Furious franchise from Vin Diesel. <laughs> I, I'm surprised you haven't put him in it. Rock got everybody over else. <laughs> Let, let Nick Cage just take over random franchises and just fuck with people. <laughs> uh, here, they were going to have him re replace uh, him, but uh, he wouldn't shave his head. Why would he shave his head? <laughs> He's got the crazy rock. That's, that's his uh, line right there. Oh, I've got to shave my head. Um, next, one up, next one up on the list. Event Horizon. Yes. The real Hellraiser in space. Yes. That is the that is the only film as an adult to actually give me nightmares. Really? Okay. Yes. I I grew up on it with it on Sci-Fi Channel. I 
this is where you do with this Pandorum and even Pompeii. You do see Paul W. S. Anderson say, "Hey, I love movies as much as the next guy. I'm gonna stop doing junky ones. I'm gonna do more just a pro popcorn with some cool substance, not deep, but just awesome fun." It definitely, it might not be a party movie, but it's definitely a fun, you know, yes. haunted, haunted ship. It's more ghost ship than even ghost ship is, you know. <laughs> and unlike ghost ship, it, it doesn't start sucking after the first 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, ghost ship, all I remember is just the random nudity and, of course, the opening massacre. <laughs> yes. I don't even remember the nudity. Really? That was like the scene I first tuned into. I was not old enough for that. I was scarred for fun. <laughs> oh, God. I was 12. Go ahead and laugh. <laughs> no, I saw Event Horizon in the theater, which will give you an idea how damn old I am. Uh, well, yeah, that, that'll do it. That'll scar you for life. Yes, I, I went in expecting an alien clone, and oh, shit, was I surprised. It's weird. He definitely pays tribute to Alien, but I don't feel like it's an Alien knockoff. A lot of critics who didn't like it just went so far as to say, oh, Alien knockoff. I'm like, yeah. why? Because it's got a shit gone wrong in outer space? That's... I think it was fairly scratching. Yeah, I think it was because of the ads for it. The the ads on TV made it look like a an, an, alien, an alien thing. You know, oh, the event horizon co has come back and it's brought something with it as the camera just kind of creeps through the, the corridors. Well... That, that year from 97, it was definitely a better Alien movie than Alien Resurrection, in my opinion. So, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to argue that. I don't know, I'm, uh, here's the other thing. We try not our best not to argue, and this is the best part. We always have just a wacky... I am just a lucky bastard. I almost always get a crowd which will have a mixed bag, so it's cool to have that <laughs> multi-takedown of one movie. It's like, okay, so this is an unusual movie. It's hard to classify. Mm. But with this one... I think it's just pretty straightforward. I definitely like this better than uh, Hellraiser Bloodline, although I like oh. that one in its own respect, but there, some people hate that one. So <laughs> I think that might have been about the last of the good Hellraiser movies. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we could definitely do an episode on the Hellraisers. My <laughs> <laughs> markers disowned the franchise. <laughs> I do you blame All him. All right. Mitch, what is number eight? <laughs> <laughs> What's one that you could not live without? It's like, that is a horror movie. That's an entertaining one. Uh, I mean, the classic, the, the one that started the, the gold trio. I'm a big uh, Halloween Michael Myers guy. Uh, All right, so the original suspenseful one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, uh, the phenomenal film. I love that uh, John Carpenter was given... Uh, so little a premise to work with. You know, the guy is out getting a relative amount of success and has producers come up and say, hey, make a movie about uh, a guy who targets babysitters, which could be just any silly B-movie could be born from that. And then he goes and creates that film from that premise. So little money. Uh, I just respect it so much. It's one of the first movies I saw as a kid that really really wow well it's one of the first horror movies i saw as a kid that really wowed me um it's just nice from the very beginning when it opens with that theme song uh, I, I was just scarred stuck. for life <laughs> <laughs> you know, that yeah. mask that mask is just so phenomenal 
Um, a Bill Shatner. <laughs> I, I think that Michael Myers is one of the scariest things ever put on screen, to be honest. Uh, he's just a terrifying individual. So I'm a big fan. Yeah, he's definitely ruthless. And it's something that everyone's kind of puts that aside. Is like, if you're going to have an unstoppable killing machine, you at least want to add some backstory. And most people forget the backstory part. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, hell. I'll break into this list. <laughs> Number seven, Wishmaster. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is Gremlins meets Hellraiser. Just playing around with the whole be careful what you want and need. and yeah. It's a yeah. franchise that never recovers. I was already a fan of Andrew Devoff from uh, Toy Soldiers and Another 48 Hours. And having him in this role just... I like how it goes all full-blown Warlock, Terminator in the final part. And, I mean, some people like to classify this as a so-bad-it's-good movie. I understand, maybe with the sequels, but I think this is a legit, just very creative movie. This really, I like how this and The Mummy get into Egyptian folklore and add that aspect to it. Yeah. I haven't seen Wishmaster since I was a kid. I watched it in theaters, but, uh, man, I remember really enjoying it back in the day, that uh, opening I think, with all the people in that cavern or wherever it takes place and opens up. That that image kind of lingered with me. Um, got uh, who's who of horror, and that's what everyone kind of remembers about it. I just kind of like how he just plays all the games with everybody, <laughs> and especially the police station where <laughs> he's just trying to get info from her, and he pretty much just take, basically notices how this cop is just wanting to gun down this twice-escaped felon who's in here on another uh, charge. He's like, he's about to get off. Oh, I'd love to lay, you know, the law down on him. <laughs> and so then he just makes that, he just takes control of that felon and the felon just starts pretty much massacring everybody in the station. It's just like, jeez. So, this is the, I, I know plenty of people who would definitely not like this if they're not into dark humor. I mean, everyone varies on dark humor. I just think it works here because it, it it's just that kind of camp and i mean yeah the fact that it was so low budget and these were by by various people who loved and breathed horror day and out alex kurtzman and uh the writer of the first four hellraisers so you know it it was definitely a labor of love and i think it shows much like early carpenter uh even matt flanagan i think is another good example of someone who just they've been watching this all their lives and they want to add something new to the pot so uh, for me, Mike. oh, Sagan. Mike Flanagan? Yes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah I, I've become pretty obsessed with him lately. Uh, I've been a fan since Oculus hit theaters 2013. I was like, okay, uh, so this guy is not like the others. <laughs> yeah, I know He's it's just... blasphemy, but I'm not a fan. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. well this is going to sign off now. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh shit there goes half an episode what what a fuck <laughs> all right well who i will dare someone to take on number six <laughs> well uh since we're uh since we're on the flanagan subject uh, <laughs> it. is it going to be oculus or is it going to be one of his later ones <laughs> well, actually, uh i'm a big fan of all of his stuff. I actually uh, watched Absentia a few months back because, you know, Absentia, Absentia Pictures, which is my company, everyone yeah. always asked me if uh, 
that was my thing. Like, oh yeah, of course it was. But uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. so, um, you know, that's a good one too, despite its low budget. It's not very impressive at first, but it gets good. I've been a big fan of everything, but I don't know if this counts in what you're trying to uh, go for right now, because I guess technically it's not a film, but uh, The Haunting of Hill House uh, really just blew my mind when I watched it. Um, and I actually, I only watched it because, uh, well, I know Arianne Martin, who had a, a small role in it uh, as the mother with the grieving son over the grandmother. But then her son, uh, Julian, uh, who is actually also in Color Out of Space, uh, played um, young Luke. And so I watched it to show support for those guys. And oh, it just blew my mind. Uh, it's just, it's such a phenomenal show and it kind of does exactly what I like to do, uh, as a filmmaker with my own work, uh, because it's, it's technically a horror by me, but, um, it, it just has this real dramatic core to it. And, um, you know, it's, it's sad, it's moving, it's dramatic, it's scary. It has all the things that I, that I want to see. and something like that and so i know it's not technically a film but it's going to be my choice because that's the uh as far as horror is concerned lately that's the thing that's just really stuck with me the most that's fine um it's interesting how he cast carlo giugino elizabeth reeser and even henry thomas in a lot of his work so he definitely gets a lot of cool cats from various generations has them kind of fill in the backstory and i do like his establishing shots i think too many of half of the Blumhouse stuff that you see nowadays just tries to, some of it's pretty cool and some of it's, you know, like it or hate it. And some of it's just catering to kind of just, you know, getting to butts, getting butts and seats. And mm -hmm. he really does put a lot of thought into the establishing shot is like, cause this will determine what to experience from the rest of this. And instead of, yeah. I mean, if you find some homages in his work, usually you kind of forgive it cause you know, he's got plenty of other, original layering is like, you know, I couldn't do it any fucking better. He's the man. <laughs> I just think that the guy has defied so many odds. Um, he has a good sense of humor. I remember Even. when uh, when Ouija 2 came out, uh, the Origins of Evil one, and the first Ouija movie had got really bad. Yeah. terrible reviews. And this is before I knew who Mike Flanagan was, but, you know, Ouija 2 came out, and I never watched it because I'd heard the first one was so bad, but I just see this one getting these awesome reviews, so I think that's uh, I became a fan of his, and Ouija 2 was actually the last film of his that I watched, but there's no reason for that movie to be as good as it is. Um, I was exactly, that's what I thought when I was watching it. It was like, okay, you know, I didn't like the first one, but I did It was a shitty movie that was actually pretty amazing. He defied the odds by making a, a sequel to another one of the greatest horror films of all time, The Shining, and, you know, actually making it live up to the sequel or live up to the original it's not as good obviously but i think it, it lives up to it i think it does it justice well i mean it's kind of for me it's just apples and oranges i mean if you want to everyone's already just been back and forth about the cult appeal of the shining and i'm just like okay you know it, it made an impact you might hate yeah. it as an adaptation you might not like Kubrick as a person, but I, I can't imagine a world without The Shining. That's just my opinion. I'll stick to it. I, I back that up. 
I think a lot of people could, but it's just so amazing how it used to be a popular movie to hate and then still is in some circles. Some so many people are like the Clyde Barker fans where they're like, anything he says, anything Stephen King says, that's the final verdict. I'm like, whatever happened to opinions? <laughs> yeah. Stephen King likes everything these days, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, no, uh, Ouija 2, Origin of Evil is a good example. That and Haunting in Connecticut 2 were two examples of just movies that had no right to be good but were unexpectedly good because someone actually gave a shit and made a standalone story and it before mm. the studio put on a, you know, in name only over it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so it, it is interesting how it used to be, you go for the DVD bargain bin and you find these unusual treasures in this one, you know, this got an actual release and I, it helps that Mike is also an editor, you know, and I think that's great. You know, there's a lot of good editors who know, Uh-oh. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I lost you for a second. Uh, I, I can hear you. Can you hear Hell us? Oh, yeah. I'm back now. I just went out for a second. No, that's all good. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were getting some crappy news. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, that brings us to uh, number five. <laughs> number five. Uh <laughs> Quite possibly the ultimate grindhouse movie, Raw Force. Uh, hold up. Hello? Uh, Hello? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, okay, uh, Law Force? Raw Force. Law Force, okay, okay. I'm not familiar with that one. Oh, oh, God. Let's just say in 90 minutes, they stick in Cameron Mitchell, Pirates, a shipwreck. Kung Fu Kung Fu Black Belt Zombies, Giant Saltwater Piranhas. Oh, the, the, the power. This is what this is known as, 1984. Mm, I've no? seen it. I've seen it as Kung Fu Cannibals, but I haven't seen it as the power. Okay, Kung Fu Pan Okay. That that's the reason I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Kung Fu Cannibals. That's a way yes. more appealing name for whatever reason. Yes. No, it's oh. not. <laughs> it's listed on IMDb as "We're Going to Eat You" 1980. <laughs> no, secret. that's that's a different film. That's uh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a Hong Kong this? film. That's uh, Tsu Hark's uh, first film. Oh, it's too okay. So, which it, it, it it's a damn good film, but it's not the same film. Okay, La Force. This is French. La Force. Oh, raw force. Okay. Raw, as in uncooked. Okay. Like Eddie Murphy's. Okay. As in the wrestling. Okay. Yes, I have heard of this one. Holy fucking shit! <laughs> Everybody's in this movie. Yes. Oh, I like me some Cam Mitchell, even when he doesn't give a shit. He just <laughs> is the quintessential B movie guy who <laughs> you know what kind of a movie you're watching. Oh dear. Okay. Director Ed D. Murphy showed this film to Chuck Norris at a private screening. <laughs> the first treatment of the script was written under the title Kung Fu Zombies, and a treatment was written for a possible sequel that would have starred Jonathan Winters as the ex-husband <laughs> of Hope Holiday's character. God, this is what I love about B-movies. It's just the un most unusual trivia, and you're like, this actually showed at a cinema at one time. <laughs> 
Yeah, that, 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 that actually the played the uh, that actually played the Grindhouse circuit back in the day. Uh, this is a must-see film for its many shots of a Grumman albatross amphibian. Op- <laughs> what the hell? Now some people are putting their opinions in the this <laughs> <laughs> section. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 1982, so you just summed it up for us. Piranhas, Cannibals, and Martial Arts, and Cameron Mitchell. I, I have not seen Raw Force. This, is this so bad it's good, or just outrageous? It, it's outrageously uh, entertaining. <laughs> okay, well, there goes... Uh, oh, Jesus, number five. Oh, my God, I will check it out at your urging. It's listed under comedy, but I don't think it's meant to be a comedy. No, it's on you. It's on YouTube. It's on a, it's on a few places. Oh God. I actually had to buy the vinegar, the vinegar syndrome, Blu-ray. These guys are my boys. They know how to master the most cult of all cults. Mm. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I'll let Mitch take it from here. What is <laughs> n- number four? <laughs> number four, um, The Descent. Okay. Oh, Neil uh, Marshall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the man right there. Um, the Descent is another one that kind of takes the example I like to go by. Because um, it starts off as just this uh, really endearing drama. And uh, it really takes the time to set the characters up, get their stories, make them feel like real people. And, um, and then you throw them into this hell. And then on top of that, um, the first little bit, once they get to this cavern, it's just this uh, claustrophobia horror film. Uh, or just, you know, crazy, you know, real life insane things are happening. And it's terrifying. And it's not until you know, about halfway into the movie, 50 minutes in or so, that you really get introduced to these monsters and it becomes this uh, whole other thing. And, you know, I like monster movies as, as much as the next guy, but they're not my favorite thing in the world. But I thought this was just such a nice, unique spin on that uh, genre. And, man, I just really loved it. And, again, uh, it's not afraid to pull those uh, emotional punches either. So, uh you know, that that's just something that's gonna suck me in every time. If you can uh, scare me, but also make me feel those other emotions at the same time, then I'm in and I'm hooked. Oh, I'm glad someone liked it. I definitely agree that the claustrophobia is top of the line. Just very unusual. You know, I it makes you wonder how they even filmed it. You know, was this an actual set? Was this you know an actual mm-hmm. mountain? How, getting all that perfect lighting in that Crampton area. I don't really feel for any of the characters because they kind of rush the development, but I am due for a rewatch of this, and I I, I do think they had good acting and yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I don't didn't. Oh, sorry, I, didn't mean to cut I, you I, off. I, no, it's all good. I don't feel like it's exploitive. I saw a lot of people saying, "Oh, it's like a B movie drive-in movie." I'm like, you know, I, I don't. I'm not getting that feeling. I don't think it's made to be over the top and shocking. I mean, it, I mean, yes, it's shocking, but it's not you know shocking and you know ooh you know. Gross. <laughs> talking in a very real way. Again, like I, uh, they feel like real people to me, and that's like, uh, you know, they definitely feel real. Yeah. yeah. Can be. They oftentimes like the characters, oftentimes just feel like people that were just written in to be slaughtered, and uh, so it can be fun to watch those movies, but there's really no real resonance with them at the end of the day. But uh, 
you know, in the descent, I cared about every single character and I cared about what happened to them and, you know, didn't want to see the things happen that eventually did because they've been built up so well. So, um, yeah, I think it's really powerful. And to like write it off as some midnight movie to go watch it a driver or whatever, that's silly. Yeah. I, I don't even think it would even be fun watching that movie because, I mean, it's not even campy, you know? And so why would you want to about that movie that? at all? <laughs> all righty, number three. Who dares enter the tomb of number three? <laughs> number three. Alexandra. Alexandra. <laughs> Make your wishes. Number three. Uh, definitely a classic. Uh, Hammer's Dracula. Mmm, yes, yes. Some of the hammer stuff are cashing, but this one is not. This one is no. this is top I of the line. Let's yeah, good as, vampire remember. As the uh as the franchises went on, yeah, some of them got pretty pretty uh sketchy, but yeah, no, this was this kickstart re you know, was was like it was to the fifties and that what the universal monsters were to the thirties. It just kickstarted the genre, brought them into a modern age, and I mean, Christopher Lee is the ultimate Dracula. Oh, mm. that, and it's interesting how he would play this character in various campy ones, various non-Hammer ones, yeah. but, it, it, you know, again, it, all these foreign investors wanted to come up to him, you're like, you gotta play this. <laughs> I mean, wait, just the aura of your voice, just the naturalness of... <laughs> or, he somehow makes this character romantic, even though it clearly, you know, Dracula's not romantic, you know? No. Um, but that's how he gets you trapped, you know, under this spell, so. I'm confused. I thought Gerard Butler was the ultimate Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Gerard Butler, but uh, um, the, that movie's a different story. <laughs> I thought Rutger Howard was a good Dracula in that sequel that no one saw. <laughs> hey, I liked Dracula 2000 when I was a little boy. Yeah, I, I, I can. Well, hasn't aged well, but uh, I, I'll defend the sequels. Unshot in Romania stuff. That same guys who did the prophecy movies. Go wrong with that? Dracula in space. Oh, and now you're thinking of Emmanuel, Mitch. Hold on now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll return after these messages. Hey, feeling down? Feeling low? Not enough podcasts about movies in your life? Why not try... They must be destroyed on sight! The new Podcast Cure-All. Sure to get you right with the world and on a path to better living. We have exploitation. We have Italian horror. We have zombies. We have slashers. We have crime films. We have spaghetti westerns. We even have sci-fi and sex comedies. So take a dose of... They must be destroyed on sight! As needed, and let the hosts, Lee Russell, Daniel Harper, Paul Romali, and the odd guest host, cure what ails you. Warning, may cause atrophy, African consumption, black fever, bone shave, chin puff, colic, cramp colic, dropsy of the brain, elephantitis, grocer's itch, jaundice, mania, miasma, mortification, palsy, pox disease, rheumatism, scurvy, St. Anthony's fire, summer complaint, and worm fit in some people. Consult a physician before listening. Hey, I heard you like movies. I heard you like to hustle. I heard you like podcasts. Well, guess what? There's a podcast for you out there called The Home Video Hustle. Damn right. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? 
every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I put a bunch of movies in a bag and PJ picks one out at random. Mm -hmm. And then we just watch it. We talk about it for maybe like an hour, hour and a half, two hours, whatever we feel like doing, wherever the conversation leads us. But do we actually talk about the movie? Most of the time. Ah. Tangents galore. Yes. So believe me, we may be a movie podcast, but it's not always about movies. We might talk about video games, mm -hmm. music. music. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. the big one. Music. Uh, sometimes we might get a little bit of politicalness in there. Yes. Sometimes we may just. Oh, we know what we like to do. We like to tell stories, PJ. Ah, yes. I am the master storyteller yes. of the podcast realm. <laughs> Undefeated. So if you like to hear about movies, video games, whatever foolishness comes to our mind, the most random stuff you can think of, check out the Home Video Hustle. You can find us on the Stitchers, yes, the Google Play, yes, Apple Podcasts, what else? Podbean, what else? Podcast Addict, goddamn, all that. Ain't no reason you can't get your hustle on. We everywhere, worldwide, baby. Hustle, motherfucking hustle. Hey, we can't cuss in the promo, PJ. Ah, we gotta be family friendly. There may be podcasts out there that don't want us here to say. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Like good fun stuff. <laughs> well, <laughs> you. <laughs> no, don't, don't run the listeners away, Peach. Ah, I'm sorry. But this is going kind of long. Yes. So we'll end this and say, hey, check out the Home Video Hustle every Friday on all the various podcast outlets. Peace. Peace. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. And while Witch didn't make it to the top of the world, he did make the Gangs of Hollywood podcast. So join the gang and enjoy a movie review podcast about movie gangs, gangsters, mobsters, and the mayhem they cause. You can find GOH Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at gohpod at www.gohpod.com as well as your favorite podcast listening app and remember say hello to your little friend for me if you take two old punk rockers who are past their prime Put them in front of a movie screen and give them a podcast. What do you get? Cinema punks. Cinepunks. It's the mixtape of movies. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Oh, necrophilia. Oh, oh, oh. It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, crude. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in it. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. Oh, I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of it. unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this movie. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this movie. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. 
watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that kept little history up. doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you you know couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped from watching this shit at twelve years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was. How be did a rough you watch movie. this shit at twelve? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. It's time, let's check our cue, baby Pair it with a couple brews, baby We love good movies We love the bad ones, too So we watch them all and pass their lessons on to you Oh, yeah Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one last black holes and gratuitous boobies It's time to get busy With your friend Stephen Izzy At eilfm.podbean.com We now continue with our program We should totally have Emmanuel versus Dracula on this list. <laughs> Which okay. one sucks best? Oh. <laughs> More like which one? <laughs> uh, which one made you change Skinamax? Jesus. Hell with it. I'll go with number two. Creep. 2004. Not the new Creep. Uh, th- this is a older one that flew under the radar. This is a terrifying cannibal movie. Very much like The Descent. This, actually, this... Oh, is that the one that's kind of like uh, Deathline? That's the I, one with the chick in the subway? Uh, yes, Franco Potente of the Born yes. Identity fame is in this. Christopher Smith is better known for doing other movies like Severance, Triangle, and yeah. Black Death. But uh, th- this is the first one I saw by him, and I, I still to this day... I, I'm not afraid of subways, but I do like how he creates all this tension, this mood. Uh, young Sean Harris, before he was on the board, is also in here, I think, is the main creep, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah. uh, I, I just like the mix of suspense. And when, when it finally gets to the gory finale, it's well earned. You know, it, yes. it doesn't it doesn't feel like they're just sticking around. It's a good it's a good film. I liked it, but if you've seen Deathline, aka Raw Meat from the seventies, it's very similar. Oh yeah, the the Donald Pleasance one. Yeah. Yes. Government official. Yeah, I would yes. not have been surprised if it had been a abandoned uh sequel to it at one point. It seems yeah. like a lot of these video nasties like Dead and Buried and other movies you see feature prominently in shows like Twin Peaks and even uh uh, you know, even Hell House, like we mentioned, yeah. it's interesting how all these unknown movies are being getting a resurgent because they feel so similar to a lot of stuff we're seeing today. So, <laughs> okay, well, shit, what should be number one? Will it be Candyman or will it be something else? Do we all like Candyman here? <laughs> Candyman's awesome, man. Excellent film. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> if you guys want that to be number one, let's say that. <laughs> All right. uh, I, I just, I've been meaning to buy the Philip Glass soundtrack, and it's just so damn pricey, but I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it eventually, and just hook it up to my speakers here. <laughs> 
I had actually, uh, I had only seen Candyman once uh, many, many, many years ago. And then uh, I recently worked on a set that Tony Todd was on. No. Uh, oh, cool. Inspired me to go back and rewatch Candyman. Uh, probably for the first time as an adult. And man, like, it's not a particularly scary film, but it has just a general sense of unease throughout the whole thing that I think that a lot of horror films, especially a lot of horror films that find their way in the mainstream and are considered slashers and such, just has that uneasiness that a lot of those films lack. Um, like when she picks up, you know, in that pool of blood, uh, that's, that's some crazy shit. And it's, uh, it's really, really affecting. I, I really, I, yeah, I really loved watching that again. It was some good stuff. Uh, absolutely. I wonder if yeah. say my, I wonder if say his name five times has been used as a pickup line <laughs> or an in-bed quotes. Can you see what this uh, reboot or sequel or whatever it is, is going to be all about. I, I was, uh, I was down to see it the day it got announced. I, w- I won't see the trailer though, because I mean I know no. the trailer will give it away. <laughs> Probably. I'm looking forward uh, to the remake. Uh, I mean, they're bringing him back one way or the other, and uh, I'm gonna expect it to be kind of a retread of this original movie. Let alone, it might even just get back. If he gets back to Get Out territory, that'd be even better. Just <laughs> yeah, have it be some kind of hostage situation or. <laughs> Home invasion, something. <laughs> Racial ten- tendency, the person I'm about to marry is a fucking psycho. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and believes in slavery. Oh, there you go. He could tie it in. There you go, because Candyman was yeah. a slave. So there you go. He could tie it in that way. <laughs> All righty, fellas. Do you have any current horror films and shows worth checking out? I've heard good stuff about Dark. I haven't been able to see that one. Uh, <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. Um... I don't watch a lot of shows, but I when, when I have been uh, when I have been making the time for is Deadlands on Shutter. Okay, uh, is that based on the actual book series? No, it's based on it's based on a movie, a uh, movie from New Zealand from a few years ago. It's oh. a it's uh, it's about the Ma- Maori. I I can't pronounce it, but it, it, yes, it's it's based in their mythologies and. Their their tribal warfare and stuff. It's uh it's pretty damn good. Not yeah, as good as the right. movie, but uh and it it's with Dead that Lance? as a source. Deadlands. Dead, Dead okay, Dead Yes. Yeah, I watched one recently that I was kind of taken with. And for some reason I want to say it's called Emma, even though that that sounds wrong, but it was a uh, French horror show on Netflix and um, just right out of the gate it just kicks off and goes into insane territory uh, mm. with its violence and just with its thrills just right off the bat and uh, yeah it was uh, kind of this like fun quirky little series that almost kind of reminded me of I think what it would be like if say someone like Wes Anderson went into horror. Among its characters. And it was fun. Uh, again, I want to call it Emma. Uh, Emma. 
but I could be wrong on that one. But I watched it. Binged the entire thing in like a day and a half. So I was really drawn in. All right. And so it's a German series or something like that? That's cool. French series. French series. Okay. Uh, I'm hearing a lot of people. I'm seeing a lot of people applaud this new uh, South Korean show with Duna Bay called uh, Kingdom. Oh, the zombies. Yes. Uh, yeah, they they say it's just it's not what you expect. Just go in empty. Don't you know? And I'm a fan of Duna Bay from her work with the Wachowskis and the director of Parasite. So I mean, uh, so it's got the star power. Uh, I've seen a lot of people say it's just kind of cool how it feels like a mix of a Hong Kong movie mixed with you know <laughs> some viral plague and medieval time you know and so i'm like okay so i'm down with that um i I saw a couple of episodes of the first season i just have trouble keeping up with shows because i'm 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 trying to crank out a movie review every day (laughs) yeah you're i don't know how you do it dude (laughs) i have a very boring job i have a very boring job (laughs) night audit and security in a hotel you do security too yes all right. Yeah. Hey, it pays the bucks, man. I'm not yep. kidding. <laughs> you don't imagine this in a world where no one bothers you. <laughs> you know, if someone's got a problem, you hear it from your boss as opposed to some stuck up rich person who wants you to guard the apartment mm-hmm. complex, which has shady folks. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone acts like it's dangerous. It's really not dangerous unless you're in a very hood territory. Uh, I only have a problem with doing the open doors you know where you put your house on the market because some of those houses do seem haunted because they got an unusual ac and so as a result (laughs) vents are flying out everywhere and even the wallpaper is kind of stuttering back and forth just going into those houses it just creaks and it's like god damn thank god i don't have this big an imagination (laughs) because you want a horror movie this is where you film your horror movie this supposedly haunted house yep oh shit uh, you guys got anything else to plug? Like, uh, we should be covering. Mitch, you're always busy in the world of film. I'm happy for you, buddy. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, you the day the, job everybody yeah, wants yeah. to live. <laughs> this will go live in August. Hopefully, Silhouette's been released by that point. Uh, I think that they were do uh, a March release, but they just pushed it to be around August, September. I think they're trying to catch that Halloween marketing. So. No, that is cool. Well, Rumor has it. Rumor has it. There's a sequel. Oh yeah, I don't know where you heard that. I, uh, I'm just making shit up. <laughs> <laughs> April Hartman comes back as the reincarnated uh, daughter of Satan. I don't know. There you go. And then make her just this milf who fucks everyone to death. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't don't do that. That'd be bad. <laughs> hey, we'll see what April's uh, interest lies. <laughs> I, I would not even ask him that. <laughs> I'm too busy trying to do a Hitman trilogy here. And <laughs> that's. Oh, God. No, thank you for being on here. It's been a long overdue. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm glad we got to do it. All right. Uh, anything else to promote? Uh, or that, that's it for now. <laughs> Good for now. We see you interviewing or at any other film festivals deep in the heart of Texas or anything? Uh, no, we already did Deep in the Heart, the silhouette, so, uh, you know, let's see what goes on. I, I know those guys pretty well, so I might still make an appearance out there at the next one, but, uh, yeah, we'll just yeah. see what happens. All right. Well, 
Lovely, lovely to hear. Uh, le legends are born every day. You guys keep reviewing and conquering the world of film. All right. All right. Well, thanks again for having us on. Thanks for having me on, man. The Jacked Up Review Show can also be followed on Facebook on both the page and the group. Feel free to chat, leave questions, make requests for future episodes. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you so much for your various support, and we'll continue to entertain the hell out of you. Till then, take care. Thank <laughs> you.